Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalhead. You got Mikey Malpas, and tonight we'll be listening to an interview with the boys from As Flesh Decays.
Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalheads that was As Flesh Decays with Snowtown. Just got uh, Marky Malpas here for this part of the show, but don't worry. If you missed the sound of Jay Decay's voice, stick around. He'll be uh, joining us in the interview section, which was recorded at Maria Waterfront down the coast for our last uh, South Coast gig. So uh, you'll be able to hear him there and also he'll stick around for the uh, gig guide as well. So um Welcome to the show. So far, we've got, had some uh, some As Flesh Decays, and it's no secret you'll be hearing some more of that later as part of the interview section. But for, for now, we'll be running through some um, some more death metal with Hortopsy in Like Flynn here on Canberra Metalheads. <laughs>
That was Terravorus with Seed of Destruction. And before that, we had Wretch with Pet. And at the top, as you know, we had Hortopsy in like Flynn. Nice little bracket there. I um, closed it up with that live recording of the guys from Terravorus. Miss watching those guys. They're um, hopefully um, be back on the stage soon. I know they took some time off to record. And also, um, you know, get everything together. So hopefully we've got more than just their live recordings to play on the show at some point in the future. Uh, we've also, with Wretch there, that's like, you know, one of the shortest songs I got in my library, but definitely gets a point across. And obviously, Hortopsy, that's off their latest album within Like Flynn. And um, they're also uh, touring with part of the Boris the Blade um, final show as well. I noticed they're on that, that bill, so... Go and uh, check that one out. Check all those bands out if you ever get the chance. And move on now into our um, interview section. So as I mentioned before, this one was recorded down the coast at Maria at the waterfront as part of the Ablaze in the Southern Sky gig. Uh, these were the, uh, the band that's on the bill is As Flesh Decays. And JJ and I had a chance to catch up with those guys and talk a little bit more about the band. So you'll be able to hear that one in a moment. But first of all, we need to uh, open it up with a track. Here's As Flesh Decays with The Horror of It All here on Canberra Metalheads. Just switch them up, kill all the infected ones 
Hello and welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. you got Mikey Malpas and JDK. And we're joined for a nice cosy interview section in the hotel room with the boys from As Flesh Decays. So from left to right we've got... Lacko does vocals. And Taz, I play drums. Cool, so we've got Lacko and Taz here in the um, for the interview section and uh, we're at the um, Ablaze in the Southern Sky gig down on the south coast. So it's good you guys are um, one, of the, one of the bands we haven't had on the show and uh, it's good to catch up. Yeah, it's good to be here, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us on there, man. Yeah, mean, absolutely. It's, Maroo is a great place. Like, we've only been here for like, not even six hours, and it's just like, wow, the, envi- the environment's great, the atmosphere's amazing. And, Spend a good uh, portion of it in the yeah, beer garden. in the beer garden. Laughing <laughs> up the scenery, and, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, that's good Good to have you on, man. And also, um, usually with the show, we'll have like a track. Um, what track would you like at the top of the show there? Is there something that you'd like to talk about now? Maybe a track that you guys are playing oh, tonight? That'd probably the, the, hot, the title track of the album. The Horror of It All. Yeah, The Horror of It All. Um, which, when we did the video clip for, uh, the title track of the album. Yeah, yeah The Horror of It All. That's probably... Yeah, so uh, you got that track uh, as the one that, you know... Um, is sort of the focal point at the moment? It is. I mean, it's it's like we're not a, a band that sort of relies on singles, but it was one of those songs where um, I had a huge part in writing that song. Um, 
on drums before even guitars were written, which is a pretty hard thing to do for guitarists when they have a drummer go, oi, can you just play some guitars over these drum tracks? And I'm like, what the hell? Compared to having guitars and me write drums, which is a lot easier, but... Uh, it was I an lived... interesting way to go about it. And also being the title track of the album and uh, the thematic part of the album, I mean, with the cover art and everything like that being the thing. Um, John Carpenter's a thing, beautiful yeah, film. Yeah, of course, yeah. Film. But um, yeah, it was just basically, uh, you know, and I really wanted to... I think even when I started writing the song on drums, I already envisioned what I, I wanted to, that to be our, our first video clip. And, you know, once I found the location, which was uh, in Beechworth at the Beechworth Asylum, um, it just all fell into place. And mm. I was like, well, this is going to be, uh, you know, not the hit song, but the main song that is, uh, I like people, the standout track, I guess, on the album. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the one song that we championed off the album, like I said, was the title track and everything like that. The um the film clip being filmed at the asylum, uh, the most haunted place in Victoria, if not the country, uh, has you know ghost tours there all the yep. time, and our yep. mate Jeff from uh, Asylum Ghost Tours was great help and starred as the killer in the video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the killer in our video. Um, he, yeah, he was. Uh, he let us just do what we want the whole day. And I think he fun. enjoyed himself a bit, yeah. He did enjoy himself, <laughs> having to get covered in blood. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, the horror of the all is the one, I guess, sort of hit song that I like, you know, just to stand on the album. Not to say any other songs aren't as good, but just, you know, you got to have that one sort of song that... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, if you enjoy what you're doing as well, like, you sort of pick that one song out of, out of the album. Like, we've had bands in, in the past that have sort of said, like, dude, I love, like, this particular track or... Some some band members might prefer other songs, but it's cool to have one song that you're. I have a few on. preferred Definitely. ones off the album, but if we were going to champion one, it'd be that one. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Um, I think with writing that song, I actually wanted to write a sort of a not, not a safe by numbers song, but I just wanted to sort of have a just something that's pretty sort of uh, sort of not I guess basic. You know, it has it sort of you know the blast beats. It has those catchy groove riffs in it. And, um, excuse me, these busy on them really well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I basically wanted to write a hit death metal song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds silly, but I really wanted to do that. That's um, good, man. Totally, get, totally get you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you guys might not know, like you may have seen one of um, the video clips for JJ's band in Human Remnants with the bleeding. Yes. You're talking to a dude that's not shy of a bit of blood on the stage, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. Right first, all. I think, like, God, I mean, and that's the thing about, like, you know, just the Australian bands, and not only just in Human Remnants, but they, they do that stuff, and it inspires me to do something close as good as that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just never short of inspiration from the Australian metal scene, and, you know, when I saw the Human Remnants clip, that was one too that stood out, stood out, and I'm just like, "Wow, that's that's horror." Oh you know man, I mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah, our band is about. That's really like, cool, man. So I sort of just talk, you know, sort of take notes and and just try and apply it down the road. And having having catchy, good, well structured songs is what I'm all about, man. It's and brilliant. love it. You, your new track was great. Uh, I appreciate it. Heaps. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just uh, it's it's just one of those things where. You know, it's, it's like the old death metal bands like Morbid Angel and stuff and, and Side. you know, they just, every one of their songs, you just know it's Morbid Angel. Like, they have each song, you just know what the title of it is called and it just, it stands out. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I find a lot of, like, no disrespect to any of the modern death metal bands these days, 
I, I miss a lot of that. Sort of the you listen to Hours of Madness and you just know Chapel of Ghouls and Maze of Torment. It just they start off so catchy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those bits where you go whether you're a, you want to be a drummer or a singer or a guitarist, you want to learn that riff or you want yeah. to do that. So it's, it's, it's that hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hook. You uh, gotta. Good for death metal, and hey, it's good for any sort of genre of music. But it's it's, it's a lost art, man. Uh, yeah. in, in my opinion, a lot a lost yeah, yeah. art. A good hook in a death metal song. Absolutely, yeah. Headbanging. That's basically what I. I mean, if I see a band that I don't know and they just got the riffs and it makes me want to headbang, I'm like, I'll buy your merch. Um, buy your support album. it. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. yeah. For me, headbanging is a, is a big thing for me. So we we try to incorporate a lot in, in our songwriting. It's just you know riffs. Yeah. If you haven't got riffs, why are you wasting? It's, it's not music. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> you, you need a hook, man. The, you need. Uh, it's, anyway, it's a, uh, as I said, lost art, man, and and you guys are bringing it. And, cool, man. Oh, thanks, man. We, we try. We try. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's it's like the um the guys from like Deprivation who's on the bill, like they consider groove metal and they have that catchy feel about them as well. Yeah. Um, and like we've played them a couple of times on the show but like you said just getting that rhythm and also that mm. feel about tracks I love that sort back. of groove sound and it is the yeah. epitome of all that you oh, know, Benny's so. such a front man too and then but then you also look at like the speed of this of the stuff as well like, yeah yeah I'm definitely keen to see them tonight I mean yeah, uh, there's so many good bands which you know like living in Albury I don't get to see a lot of these bands I listen to them but I just it's part of Doing gigs is a lot of the catch up these reason we like doing these shows, isn't it? So we always come out and we end up seeing bands that we genuinely yeah. love and enjoy seeing live, enjoy having beers with after the show. Yeah, all we're that definitely sort of fan, thing. I think we're definitely fans more first than musicians in the band. Like, yeah, we're yeah. just here to catch our f- bands that we dig the shit out of, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we get to play our own stuff and hope yeah. that, you know people like what we're doing. Suffer through half an hour or 45 minutes of us and then. You get the other good bands, yeah. Good bands, yeah. There's no suffering, dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My um, my highlight for the show, anyway. There we go. And like I said, man, um, these sort of shows mix up the genres and we can sort of capture more bands that we wouldn't normally get. Like, a lot of the bands, except for Deprivation, we've had on the show before. Yep. We've interviewed them. And this sort of broadens the horizons to get you guys. Like, for people that don't know, whereabouts are you guys from? Well, I'm from Albury, Wodonga, yep. um, which is probably about six, seven hours away from, from Maria. About that? Oh, it depends on, on, on your trip. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, it's about that. Uh, it's on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, just yep. down there on the Murray River. Yep. Um, I'm a little bit outside of town there on, uh, on the Beechworth, Victorian side, uh, just outside of Beechworth. Yep. Uh, yeah. Guitarist Ryan lives in Henty on the, in the New South Wales side, about an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> And two and, uh, guys the, are in Melbourne. Yeah, the other two guys are down in Melbourne, so we're we're a little bit all over the place. We are, we are. We started out as an Aubrey Wodonga band, really, and then and sort of, you know... Branched out. That's out and... just the way people move over time and yeah, everything yeah. like that. No, it doesn't... Yeah, we, we get it, man. Yeah. We migrated to Canberra. Yep. You, you know what I mean? And That's you right. Got, well, you guys got, are migrating yeah. to Melbourne, essentially. And Especially some, some of the younger guys who got to go where the work is, where they you know, where they want to yeah, be. Yeah, careers. And stuff and, that's the older blokes are happy to settle down in the country and chill yeah, out Yeah, but... I love Old Rudonga, but, uh, you know, I'd love some more extreme metal bands that way, but it is what it is, so oh, well, I go to Sydney or Canberra or Melbourne like for that, it. Yeah. Well, it's, like, we've talked about this on the show before, because, like, for example, we are talking off mic earlier about um, Psychroptic and Todd being in the States. Um, 
what happens there is just due to technology now it's available to like to still communicate it easier oh exactly yeah like that's right can, because yeah you can get together and have a jam and you can record that with devices and stuff these days that it's so easy to get hold of and do and just yep. share um via the internet and everything the guitarist has an idea he can send it to mm. the drummer or whatever and the other guys can listen to it put in their two cents worth and everything like that it changes the writing process somewhat but it, does, it also yeah. um is very conducive towards it, especially when you have that kind of distance between some of your band members. And yeah. Like it's, we get together for a writing session at, at, um, at Ants Nest Studios uh, a few Ants Nest Studios, yes. Daniel um, from Mustard Ants. We, yeah. Um, we did a bit of recording and all the stuff we did there and then share it up on social media between yep. between us all afterwards and yep. you know take those ideas, extrapolate from them, move on forward and try and build them into what's going to be our next release yeah. and um it's you know apart from that those sessions when we can actually get all of us together it's all going to happen online basically and we're just to and fro between all of us so yeah it's interesting it's it can be hard way of writing songs i'll be in other bands we all just wrote songs in the band room where we all just jammed together yep in face to face in person i really like that process and i really like the way this process works as well it's different though um and it's interesting to see where it'll take us well, it's, it's like not far from like dude it wouldn't have mattered like like 10 years ago it might mean that if someone was going to move away you wouldn't have been able to have the band with the same members again but well, now that's right. it it'd also be at that point if someone was going to move away that they'd be out of the band almost yeah yeah band. nowadays it doesn't mean doesn't that, so. necessarily mean that it and also with someone in Melbourne, you know, you've probably... Have you scored any gigs in Melbourne more since you've had members there, do you think? We, oh, jeez, that's... That's a good Not necessarily question. as a result no, of that. We do um, a few gigs down in Melbourne. We've got another one coming up in a few weeks down there with Rituals and... Yeah. Um, um, was that in the early March, isn't it? The that's, second uh, yeah, or something yeah, like that. I think that's next month. But I, I don't think... It, yeah, since um, Billy and Pat moved to Melbourne, I think, you know, as a band from... Like, when we first started being in Albury Wodonga... We really had to go and bust our asses to, to travel to places to go, mm-hmm. oh, we're here as well amongst all these other great bands. Yep. So, you know... You always made a point of travelling and playing away more than playing That's home. it. I mean, even when I first started the band, then. my goal was to not play any local shows. I want to travel finally in a band. And we did our first show in Sydney and, and, and you know, that was amazing. And then, you know, you get down to Melbourne, you, you strike up conversations with bands you like and then you just sort of tap up shows in the future. So... Yeah, I don't think Billy and Pat moving to Melbourne has sort of um, gave us any more Melbourne shows. It just means that we, those guys are more happy to play in Melbourne now instead of going so far away. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yep. Slackers. No, but yeah. Um, yeah, we're always very comfortable to play in Melbourne, and we always have been. Because Melbourne's, yeah, Melbourne's um, one of those... Melbourne's a great place to play, and there's a lot of good venues down there. It's um, a yeah, really man. hard uh, city to crack in the metal scene, like, especially when I, I was going to shows in the 90s. It was very... Well, the crowd was like, you didn't play fast enough, I didn't give you time of day, or you didn't play slow enough, or this and that. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, Melbourne is more open-armed with, man, just, you guys have got energy, you got some riffs, you could do to drink beers with, and that goes a long way, mm-hmm. instead of, like, playing 300 beats per minute for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, the same as it is everywhere, the metal scene's always this big community, isn't it? Everyone it is. Sort of- the more and more we do it. like six or seven degrees of separation. And, oh, yeah. And all the rest of that. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. It's always just been very uh, at home. Yeah, fairly no tight-knit. Yeah, the, the more we do this show, the more we realise that, like, um, bands that are, like, you've probably seen with, with this sort of thing, like, you guys now are, 
like that one degree closer to some of these bands which you might not have seen before exactly you know right. or oh, you've, absolutely. You yeah know. or you've known about but you haven't met or played on a gig with them have a chance to sing three or four beers with them and talk yeah, oh, yeah. definitely i mean that's how like you know a band like you know i love or we all love is our uh, black jesus you know it was like we got our first show with them and i was so the guys like man i you guys are on my wish list of bands to play with and they're like let's do some more i'm like yes let's do some more and you know, we went down to Tasmania with them and, you know, they jumped on board with that. And so it's just basically starting up relationships with great bands. Just networking, things networking like that. Networking is. And I think people go, well, you're not, you're not absolute assholes to deal with. We'll get you on to some other shows as well. I'm like, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's good. And also it um, matters about the genre as well. Like we found in the, when we spoke to other bands, like sometimes um bands will pigeonhole themselves or they'll like you guys said with with your death metal but you got your groove and that sort of stuff you get that rhythm like sometimes bands that work well with other bands are more likely to get more gigs because they can play with so many others yeah 100 percent. i don't really go for pigeonholing and gigs and stuff in fact most of the, we've played gigs where we were there some with of folk best, metal bands. We were yeah, playing yeah. Lagerstein yeah. and stuff like that. And they were really fun shows. We got oh, they're very, fun very dudes drunk. as well, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah we encourage that. It, we've had know, them at the basement. I think it was the first time Taz ever did a beer bong. Actually, was yeah. it? Oh, oh that was with our, was that on stage? Because they usually do it on stage. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That was that was Wagga when we played with Wagga. There was that folk metal gig, and we were the only death metal band. We stuck out. We just had a we get a few. So, I had fake bottle over me and yeah, no, we yeah, had no, well we, we have um Beast Impaler's one of the Canberra bands and they play often oh, yeah, yeah. often with those guys. I think they play with Dongo, I think with as, um, as well as part of the tour maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Think so. I think so. It's yeah. all it's always a, a good fun night. I tell you what, um as a bartender there, man, one thing that you got to stock up on if Lagerstein's coming through is Captain Morgan. Just got to oh, make yeah. sure you got plenty of Captain Morgans in the fridge, man. Do you remember the bass tower? <laughs> I was at the bar getting a beer and the bass tower was from um them just. Started pouring rum in my rum beer, here, mate. That one, Sailor Jerry. That's the <laughs> yeah. Started pouring rum in my beer. I'm like, well, if it's good enough for you guys, it's good enough for me. And yeah, regret that. <laughs> that. But um, I find I found some of our best shows are mixed genre mixed bills festivals because yeah, that's right. I mean, all you don't bands have to be exclusive no, as metalheads. I think the more that we embrace, you know, all the sub genres or however you want to categorize it of metal. Like I just see it all as as metal. I love all types of metal everything from really like heavy dark blues stoner rock thrash metal um you know folk metal death metal doom um you know you can go on and on all day but it's all just metal really when it comes mm, down to mm. it isn't it and um but, you know, like, yeah we don't like, have to be like segregated we played that festival with infest i mean there was rock oh, there was bands so there was uh yeah. you know um there was gore grind bands cut lord oh, yeah. um, we've had then, them on the show before mm. how we'll had him on the show mm. before Great dude, love that dude so much. Played the last Heathen Fest actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember he telling me he really enjoyed playing yeah, up here. So I'm like, well, yeah. we've got to get up to Maroo and see how it is. And so far, it's been really good. We haven't even played yet, and it's still it's been good. But I just find those festivals where it's it's mixed genre. Everyone's just there for the riffs, the music, and I don't have that sort of uh, mentality where I'm death metal. I can't get along with these rockabilly bands, like let's just drink some beers and play some riffs and some good beats and everyone gets on the same page instead of being that sort of I'm death metal don't know bar if you don't know the whole discography of Morbid Angel you know it's like pick as a shit man how, how was you set and they're like good and that's how it works I, I find those gigs the best ones the mixed genre ones absolutely man that's a little bit like what happens with Heathen Fest I've got a mixed bill um, and then tonight it's more towards the black and death metal but you know that like there's 
within that we've got you know like bands like deprivation it's like completely different from bands like black mountain yeah, yeah. but they all it all works quite well together yeah, it, it all has a certain synergy doesn't it definitely i think if everyone vibes together all the bands have like meeting each other for the first time they was vibe over a few beers the night's just mm. gonna be a lot more better and like fuck yeah i i, I think that um so i'm biased because i like sway more towards black and death metal um, yeah. myself but then again like i've been to some gigs that you know i'm like well this is rad too you know like this is this is we've had bands on the show like for example last week we had a local band matosphere and they're a lot more sort of like power rock power metal sort of rock oh, sort right. of style and um you know built a show around that and uh it just it's good to hear what everyone's got to offer i mean at the end of the day man like you said if the riffs are good, the beats are good, then it's it's, yeah. it's good stuff. And the people are really good. With the energy like, no and the soul is there. You know, people actually yeah. have uh, passion for what it is they do, regardless of whatever genre or even, you know, outside of. That goes a long way for me. You know, you got some riffs, you got some beats, and you can have a beer with me and have a good old laugh. Yeah. You got a fan for life. That's no, it. I'll man. never forget that. that. That's the thing. So, like, with um, you guys are are you guys both original members of the band? I was well, yeah, well, a founding start, member. Yeah, yeah. I started the band in 2012 when I was living in Frankston and I moved up to Albury just, just for work and I met a girl who, who became my wife and I just tried to find members and I found uh, our previous guitarist, Jace, and we just, it was just a two-piece, just writing tunes for, our, for an EP and... Um, we did that in 2013, released it in 2015, I think. Yep. But in time, we tried to find a lineup, and we found Billy and Pat, and they were actually in another band themselves, a brutal slam band called The Inducer. And we just ended up poaching them, and Billy was playing bass, but he's now on guitar. And we did originally have a, we had our very first show in Sydney, which was probably one of our best, one of our top five best shows. Yeah, right. We had a different vocalist. Um, he, he, he didn't work out. But we'll leave it at that. Um, and so we wanted to find a vocalist, and a friend of ours goes, hit, hit up Lucker. So uh, Lucker had been in bands, and not death metal, of course, but. Oh, I've done some metal before and stuff. Yeah, yeah a bit of metal. But Was he in a band at the time? Not at the in? time. No, I was, I, was, I was doing some stuff with some local blokes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I played bass a lot. Uh, okay. Other bands and that sort of thing. I never really put myself forward as a standalone vocalist prior to this band so yep no, that was uh, Shorty's fault Shorty yeah bless you Shorty yeah, um, yeah I mean <laughs> after like we only had that guy singing for one show and then we didn't waste any time and, and, and we found we had a preview, and another, he's been here another young sense. fella on bless guitars him. back then as well yep. so we've had a couple of little shuffles in the lineup over the years yeah we had um, like we had Jace who, was, who started you know was the band with me as a two piece who did a lot of the writing he was he did, back he in did. the day a lot of those riffs from the early stuff especially and a lot of stuff on the horror of it all uh, and he work. left last year because we, when we released the horror film in 2017, we wanted to do three tours, like you know, like, we're a horror film band, so you know, every horror film has you know, past two, three, the final chapter, which in horror films there's never a final chapter. There's always another film after that. But and if they do release a final chapter, it's not the final chapter. No, and then they, <laughs> you know, they no, the bad guy gets it. killed, but his eye yeah. opens at the end. And yeah. he's, like, yeah. he's not. So dead. he he. he <laughs> Uh, look, Jace is a great dude. I've got nothing but praise for Jace, but he just, you know, he's got more priorities in life than being. Yeah. In a no, it was great having him with us. And, you know, everything he brought to the band was awesome. But we didn't waste uh, time we in always, finding We parted on good terms and everything, but 
the workload of the band, I guess, became greater than what he ever expected it would be. And it did. I mean, even when I first family and other things that are more important. Even when I first met Jason, we started jamming. Like <laughs> so, even when I first met Jason, we started jamming. Like, you know, I'm not going to do any gigs. We're just going to do recorded stuff. Next minute, we're. Uh, yeah, we're playing in Sydney and then we're going all over the shop. And, but, you know, when Jace left last year, it was on the second chapter of the tour. You know, we didn't waste any time trying to find another guitarist because we had another tour to do. And we had a bloke, uh, Ryan, who's in a band called Dread the Winner, a sort of melodic death metal band. And still is. He is, still is. Great band. Um, Dread the Winner, check them out. Yeah, they're up and coming. I basically said to him, I said, Oi, can you learn a set in two weeks with mm. a show? And we're going to tour and later half of the year and he's like yes yes to both I'm like that's the attitude I want and he jumped on board and he's and he did it nailing. yeah awesome yeah. man yeah. Yeah, well. don't tell him that in person but no, you know, no. I give him a lot of shit <laughs> yeah he can, he's going to be eternally the new guy in the band so he, we need to keep him he was Jason Newstead the new guy for 10 years you'll be able to see if you don't say that after this you'll be able to know whether he listened to the podcast yeah. or not <laughs> yeah. See, see, see whether it's true. We're, yeah. we're not even going to give him a link. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but nah, he was, he was, he was a savior. You know, like he really, you jumped into the last sort of minute thing. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to sit around wasting time, like looking for, because where I live, there's no people who really want to play extreme metal. It's very sort of. Um, it can be a bit few and far between trying to find the right fit for a band, it especially is. one a, a little bit of a niche band, I guess, if you want to look at it that way yeah 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 trying to find someone who's a good fit so we were extremely lucky in that regard i think yeah we could have been on the hunt for a long time and it could have been which we didn't it I could didn't have been a reason why it is so um, Some, sometimes it, it just well. happens because it was meant to you know what i mean like sometimes yeah, it that way. If, if it if it just you just get the right person come along and it works out um you mentioned that you like obviously and we know this but the um listeners might not pick up on this straight away you guys are a, like horror theme band um i don't normally have pre pre-recorded or pre-organized questions but personally what's your favorite horror horror series i'm not going to confine you to a film franchise oh wow oh, Taz, oh, i'm the wearing the main... shirt right now uh friday 13th i mean i'm wearing the, the shirt for friday 13th part yeah, three yeah. um that's my all-time favorite franchise because there's regard disregarding the first one with jason for his mother this is just something about a dude with a machete and a mask just yep. does it for me. Yeah, just does it. No frills. Exactly right. There's, I don't expect a lot. And I like his attitude. <laughs> no, it's a very positive message. It is. It you know, is. if you, as long as you it walk and you're determined, you will kill shit. I, th- I think <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, these days, I mean, you know, you got franchises like Saw and um, you know the Final Destination series and stuff. But I just, I just for me personally, it's Friday Thirteenth. Yep. My cool. favorite film of all time, horror wise, which is not really technically horror, is Jaws. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's like kicking it old school there with yeah. some Jaws. Yeah, I still have is it, Who's got the Jaws wallet I seen earlier? That's mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. a big Jaws collection at home. I just, it was the first film I saw when I was four years old. Yep. When my name would go to bingo, and that means I've got free reign of the TV until she yep. gets home at like 11 o'clock at night from bingo. <laughs> and, you know, I discovered Jaws. That's the making of a horror movie there. Definitely. I mean, there's oh, one night which came yeah. I discovered that in uh, the Amityville Horror Part 2, The Possession. Yep. My name came out from bingo, and I was just this close to the TV, like, Oh, <laughs> what is this amazing thing I'm seeing? It's it's crazy. So, Dude, yeah. it reminds me so like when when I was a kid, um, my auntie still had the first ever TV that her old man bought when color TV first came out. Wow, wow. big tube, big tube, like freestanding. Yeah. It had its own legs like and everything. Three or four sturdy men to pick it up. And oh. uh, the problem, what? Hey, dude, 
it was placed there when when she moved into that place and like dude it stayed there it was 20 years old and do you know what he used to take half an hour to warm up in the morning it was some proper horror movie shit so my uncle never used to turn it off it ran straight for 20 years before it died and before that it it been around for 15 years before that so a 35 year old tv my little cousin man he needed glasses by the age of six because he used to sit that close to it like poltergeist man (laughs) and and it was some scary stuff dude and dude we used to just sit there and um yeah like that's like the horror movie man we used to just sit there and watch whatever was on tv watch the vhs and you'd like when you had like the blank cassettes and you just like stop it when the commercials come on and then when you wait for the commercial end and you just press record again yeah yeah and, it, it and was... you wake up the next morning and, you go, and then you watch all on Atari and uh, oh man like you, we'd take it in turns dude like one, once my uncle fell because he used to sleep sleep in front of it man like he's just addicted to watching that old CRT TV man wow. and um, that was when you used to smoke inside like my uncle used to just sit in there and have like an ashtray next to him and he'd just sit there smoking darts watching the tv and once he fell asleep we used to just sneak on in there and watch whatever we wanted flicking through like good as you that? know <laughs> he'd go on for a while star watching as much cartoon network as we could any of that sort of stuff um yeah. but yeah man some like proper proper old school stuff but that that just uh, like all those all those old school like you know you're saying about um watching whatever you could until you until your grandma got home like it's like when your parents would put on Rodney Roode or Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yeah. You go to bed, but you're not really in bed. You actually got your ear up against the door listening to yeah, what you, the fuck Kevin Bloody Wilson's Dude, singing. it's like, um... And you're what, giggling going, yes. home, send you to bed because you they're watching a bloody scary movie or something. He's up there against the walls. See, my grandparents were... <laughs> my grandparents were, were, were a crucial part of me. They would give me their video card and I could just get higher R-rated videos. And the person behind the, the desk at the video store would not hesitate... In giving me like R rated anything, films. Like, yeah, yeah, it was great. So I blessed my parents for my grandparents to uh, allow me to like get my five weeklies for ten dollars. Yeah, like, yeah. Just got like you know Robocop. Is that a blockbuster or a video easy? No, this is like those mum and pop stores. Oh, so dude, big, the mum and pop ones. I'm not a big fan. Like when Boss, Blockbuster killed a lot of those mum and pop stores. They, they did, got yeah, stuff yeah. like the Mutilator or, or Pieces or Dawn of the Dead on VHS. When Blockbuster came into it, it was a bit more pieces. Have you seen that? Dude, fantastic Dude. film. I lo- yeah, I love it. Whereas Blockbuster didn't stock that stuff. They just would get more... The mainstream stuff, yeah, yeah. they just wouldn't get the really obscure titles. More mainstream that, stuff, yeah. That, you know, the, the, the mum and pop stores had. And they had some great titles, which is hard to find. I'm still a VHS collector. And some of the... Same. Of, yeah. I mean, I've... I mean, some of the prices yeah, you're paying for some tapes right now... Though, yeah. It is. It's... Ex- some tapes go for a lot of money. I've been offered hundreds of dollars for certain tiles in my collection. Yep. But I want to let, sell them because then I won't have it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, it's a bit like my it's brother. It's the same as having it on digital, is it? <laughs> dude, it's, it's like my brother. Like, you met Lukey before. Like, yeah. we, we have vinyl collections and he's just amazing compared to mine. But, like, all in all, we've both got... I Obviously, his is a lot more wholesome. But at the end of the day, I said to him, hey, are any of these, like, you don't play he's like i play all of them because i bought it to listen to i understand it's worth money and by playing some of them yeah i've devalued it a little but it's, it's worth more money. to me to play it than if, if you you're not gonna it. play that's it right, yeah. and that's exactly that's right. like that man and um yeah i reckon that that's a, a 
it's part of a collection is something you can enjoy as well as not just an investment. I guess it's like almost like, yeah. I've done the same event. thing with vinyls, you know, you've got them in plastic and they're, you know, like old vinyls from the 80s or something. You're just like, well, that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. It's like being a band. It's not about money, is it? You just, you just, you, you, there is some money, but uh, it's not one of my priorities. It, it's, it's. Except I paid 50 bucks for a copy of Chopping Mall. You, you can't um, take it with you when you're dead. You might as well enjoy it. Don't tell my wife that. Well, my wife's just saying, yeah, I paid 50 bucks for a copy of Chopping Mall. Dude, it's like, so we had um, Joel um, from Witch Goal, which we spoke about before. He's been yeah. the drummer in yep. Armored Angel. We had him and Reggae, who's Reggae. in Reign of Terror, um, here tonight. Yeah, right. Um, we had those guys in the studio playing vinyls um, for the Christmas edition. They brought in a bunch wow. of old yeah. vinyls from the 80s. And Reggae, stuff. also a VHS horror movie collector. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so... Has well, a pretty rad collection. Yeah, he has a wow. rad... Yeah, so you can get talking to him later, but, dude, yeah, we... Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, I'll talk his ear off. Oh, man. <laughs> he, 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 if you... If you uh, sit down and have a beer with him, man, you can talk horror for like the rest of the night. That yep. guy's got got the collection. But um, if we don't see him actually get on stage, you understand yeah, why. Yeah, already, right? introduce me later. Yeah, make sure it's after us. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's one of the things we had those guys on playing vinyls, and yeah, it's got that different. It's like good to share and play on the air and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Bloody yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, we'll uh, wrap it up with that, man. And you guys uh, mentioned that you had a gig coming up at the start of March, so keep an eye out for the dates on definitely. that one. That's March the second or third or something like that. Second or third. I feel really bad tonight. Not off the top of my head, but that's with a a, a band with us uh, that we're good friends with. Our Rituals, who just released their EP just late last year. Great, fucking fantastic, Mm. sweet metal band. That's at the Bendigo Hotel in Melbourne. Um, Okay, great venue. Yeah, well, what what will happen, man, is um, when I release the episode, we'll chuck a link to the um, to the event page in the description, and you guys can uh, check it out from there. And if you uh, don't get a chance to, uh, if you're not listening back to this episode after tonight's gig, and you feel nostalgic for some um, as flesh decays, just as nostalgic as we felt for those old VHSs during the show. That's how it You guys can um, listen back to the episode, and if you're in Melbourne, go head on down and check that one out at the Bendigo Hotel. Um, Definitely. And uh, keep an eye out for on their socials for any f- more information. You guys have um, Facebook, obviously. Is there any we other do, platforms? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, which, Instagram, uh, Bandcamp, and such. Um, we yeah. can buy our merch. Yep. Um, but just keep, yeah. I mean, basically, our Facebook is our main thing. And like I said, this year we'll be writing and polishing up our next release. Yeah, we're mostly will, writing, but there's a few be, gigs in amongst. So yeah. Which will be titled Dead City Cathedral. I'll drop that one there. Yeah, I've done well. that, that's the second Perfect. time I dropped that title. Excellent. Dead City Cathedral. Um, and yeah, that's bloody yeah, fingers crossed it's out by the end of the year, but if not, it'll be out when it's ready. Um, and like I said, you can follow Facebook and, and keep up to date what we're doing. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show and thanks for sharing that with us. Dead City Cathedral. Keep an eye out for it because it will be hitting your ears at some point in the future I can't wait to get it out um, now we usually close out the show with a track is there something that you'd like to close on um, another track from from the album that you'd like to um, push out uh, like Des- a Descend into Torment Descend into Torment okay that always goes down fairly well that's about Hellraiser yes the film yeah. Hellraiser the Hellraiser series actually yes that's actually that's what we can catch on with your uh, favourite horror franchise hey oh yeah what, what before before fan? we close up what's your favourite horror oh, franchise I'm, I, I suppose, yeah, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, Taz is the main horror movie fan. I've um, I'm got a little bit of a penchant towards serial killers and stuff. So when he goes Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I like Ed Gain and like, you know, like yes, you know what I mean. Um, uh, 
So I don't know. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Hellraiser series. Uh, that was that was definitely. Uh, I'll stick with the horror, and you stick with the serial killer stuff, eh? Uh, yeah, that's that's Works pretty much well, where man, we meet. Man. That's where we Good meet. Stuff. That's that's where it always goes. Uh, but yeah, Pinhead. He had some of the best lines. Dude, he's a Clint Eastwood of horror. Like he everything is, yes, he delivers yes. dialogue-wise is badass as absolutely. Yeah, Excellent. I think I think um, our boy JJ can identify with that as well. Man. Yeah, on both sides. Cool I think the first <laughs> time I ever met JJ I was wearing a pinhead shirt. So. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We'll close out thanks, with the guys. final track. We are as flesh to case. And you're listening to Canberra Metalheads. Yeah.
That was As Flesh Decays with Descent Into Torment. Before that, you heard an interview that Jay and I did with the boys from As Flesh Decays. Hope you enjoyed that and hope you enjoyed the track at the end. We enjoyed the gig and um, catching up with those guys and also, um, you know, all the other bands that played on that as well. So keep your eyes out for upcoming gigs. There's a whole bunch going on this year. There's a lot going on um, over the next few weeks. March is just crazy with gigs. Speaking of upcoming gigs, we'll be going through the gig guide. Giggity! (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for the gig guide. Canberra Metalhead's gig guide. Giggity. Got two shows on the 28th of February, both at the basement. So at the After Dark Bar, you've got Affinity Minus Perfection, which is their EP release. They'll be supported by Hostel, Cascade, Cold Era, and Eviscerate the Crown. And on the front bar, you've got Earthless. So that one, there's a big gig that's coming up, and uh, it's worth going and checking that one out. Bit of a decision to make. Two awesome bands playing at the same time. Go and check that one out, all at the basement. 16th of March. Quest Fest at the basement. Mm, get your cosplay on and get out and watch some great fantasy metal bands. 13th of March, you've got Alien Weaponry at the basement. 21st of oh, March. Oh, hells yeah. Mm. Phil Anselmo and the Illegals and King Parrot with Thrash Blast Grindfest. Coming up after that one, the 24th. March at the basement, we have the Cavaliers Conspiracy with uh, Max and Igor return to do the Beneath the Arise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then after that, we've got on the 27th of March at the basement. Ooh, slaves, awaken I am. Yeah, that's, that's... that's a pretty th- cool that's a right well, go man uh, you might have noticed man, march for kick-ass shows <laughs> yeah exactly Holy man sh- kick-ass march yeah Does what it- else yeah, uh, 20, 28th of march on the, at tw- the basement at the backstage after dark bar we have mason on their show no mercy tour yep yeah, and then that's uh, the end of Kick-Ass March. The end of Kick-Ass March. Moving on now into April. On the third of April at the basement, you've got a thousand mods. This is their first time in Australia, getting some massive attention. So head on down and see that one. As well as on the fifth and sixth, you've got um, a South Coast slash Canberra first ever um, Capital to the Coast tour, which is on the fifth of April at the basement, and the sixth of April at Smoky Dan's in Tomican on the South Coast. You've got Interim Dead and chud all playing on the same bill so check that one out it's a metalheads um presents gig so definitely uh definitely get behind that one on the 10th of april at the basement you've got orpheus amiga as part of their australian tour and then on the 11th of april so the next night this is a massive one um for me and also for the scene boris the blade is coming to canberra for their last ever show um in in the capital and uh, as part of their last ever tour um as, as a band they've been together for nine years and um they're calling it a day so you'll definitely need to go and check that one out um if you haven't got tickets already you should get them because uh the melbourne show sold out very quickly they added a second show and the tickets are selling quickly on that one the supports on that act is uh a night in texas and zeolite um two other massive bands finally in april one here that we need to announce early on because everybody uh, needs to know about it as quickly as possible because if you don't get your tickets you might miss out get your tickets this one's at the basement on the 24th of april At the gates is coming to Canberra. Extra date announced with the haunted and witchery. If you miss this, you missed 
You had something. I'm not going to say the show of the year because we got Phil Anselmo yeah. and Cavalier Conspiracy playing the month before. But pfft, April at the gates, I'm there. I'm I'm there with bells on. Yep. Um, I've I've travelled overseas to see at the gates before. Yeah. Um, because they hadn't been here, and then they came here, and I was all like, oh, that was a bit of advice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, to, had to had to cross it off the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, man, at the gates is like one of my biggest in, inspiration bands of all time, man. Like, uh, well, anyway, I'll we've played it. them once before on the show when we did the '90s section. Yeah, dude. Now we got a proper reason to play them because yeah. they're here playing yeah. in Canberra. Yeah, Slaughter of the Soul, man. One of them, one of my pinnacle albums um the haunted made me do it one of my pinnacle albums yep two of the greatest bands um half the band members are crossed over but you know yeah that's that time oh um, man it's, so that's what the, else that's what else the that, that's, um, that's it for the that's, gig well that's the canberra gig guide Ooh, um, we've international. also international and national gig guide so we've got two on this on the uh on the list we got watain playing um the australian and new zealand tour so on the 22nd of this month they're playing in melbourne 23rd brisbane 24th sydney 26th wellington and 27th auckland okay and then also we've got upcoming gig as well um in in the international section. Yep. So Anol Nathrak and Hybrid Nightmares are playing 7th at the Crowbar Sydney, 8th Max Watts Melbourne and 9th Crowbar Brisbane. Um, yeah, I hear they did a shout out for uh, local supports the other day. Um, submit your bands. <laughs> yeah. um, get in on that. Uh, I know I will be. What okay. we got coming up in the internationals? Well, we've also um, got um, an upcoming gig um, in March with... Um, Obscura. Obscura. Alarum and Somnium Knox. Now, Alarum have been a massive black metal staple for Australia for a very long time. Newcomers, Somnium Knox featuring members of uh, Inhuman Remnants and Norse. And uh, that's on the 28th of Brisbane at the Crowbar, 29th of Sydney at the Factory, and 30th at Melbourne, the Corner. Okay, and then finally we've got the um, Emperor if Tour. If you don't know who Emperor is, you should probably <laughs> check that out. Yeah, exactly, for sure, man. This is one of the bigger bands that's been on this um like part of this promotion everyone's going crazy for it as soon as they hyped that maybe this was going to happen people went crazy and then now it's actually coming through just some next level stuff so they're hoping they announce more dates they've definitely had to add to it since yeah. it started well, two, sh- two shows is not enough <laughs> it's still not enough so on april the second they'll be in sydney at the metro theater on the third they'll be in melbourne at um 170 russell and they'll also on the fifth this is the second melbourne show at 170 russell so emperor go don't, check them out don't miss out on that show that's what is it uh at the welcomes of dust they're doing the whole album in retrospect oh okay so it yeah should be, should be amazing yeah awesome man no that's good we um, <laughs> always like when when promoters reach out like we had with this one um guys from direct reached out and you know gave us a heads up about this um to be in the show so always love doing that thank you mr dave and Derek. We also got the um, Destroy 666 Australian Tour. They'll be um, touring as part of the uh, Call of the Wild Australian Tour with Bolzer. So on May the 30th, they'll be in Brisbane at the Woolly Mammoth. On the 31st, they'll be in Sydney at the Factory. And then in June the 1st, they'll be in Melbourne at Max Watts. That concludes the uh, Canberra and also the National Gig Guide. 
a few tracks here from bands with gigs coming up so to kick off the announcement that uh destroyer will be touring australia uh we'll be playing destroyer 666 with wildfire here on canberra metalheads
Okay, that was Watain with Black Flames March. And before that, we had Obscura with Candlestained Stars. And at the top, as you know, we had Destroy 666 with Wildfire. Remember watching that song performed live at the basement um, last year? And it's good to hear that they're coming back through Australia again. Also, Watain is um, coming up this week. And um, yeah, enjoy enjoy some, some world-class acts that are coming through Australia. And as things get bigger and better, more and more of this will happen. And uh, totally appreciate it here on Canberra Metalheads. Uh, that's all we've got time for in this week's show. Hope you've enjoyed um, listening to some uh, death metal, a bit of black metal there, and, of course, our interview and gig guide. Um, interview with us, Flesh Decays. You've been listening to episode 42. And closing out now, um, thanks for listening to the show. Remember to head over to our social media page, um, Canberra Metalheads. We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, and make sure you also check out the bands because without those guys, uh, we wouldn't be able to do our show and make sure you support them. Check out um, all of the bands from tonight's show. There'll obviously obviously be links to their um, social media pages in our Facebook posts. So make sure you uh, did a little bit of legwork, go over and like their pages just so you can keep up with their upcoming gigs and also their, you know, announcements, things that you uh, that you get through band pages. Check it all out. That's where the social medias are at at the moment. So head on over and support them. For, uh, for now, we picked a um an interesting track to sh- close the show with we know that uh this week we got the earthless um gig coming up at the basement now these guys aren't as heavy as what we'd normally have on the show they're kind of more rock and and um and prog but make sure you uh head out and listen to these guys because they're rad musicians and this is a really really um good opportunity to have in canberra to have these guys visiting through so to give you a taste of what's in store with the show here's earthless with gifted by the wind here on Canberra Metalheads. You've been listening to Marky Malpas with a sprinkling of J to K. Until next week, keep it metal. Thank you.